The Productive Woman, Episode 130. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks so much for joining me. In this episode, I wanted to follow up on some listener questions that came up during our recent Dream to Done mini-series. So we'll be talking more about how to make sure your to-do list contains only tasks that you can actually take action on. You'll find links and additional information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 130. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks, and I have, as I've said, been using their great online accounting software for several months now, but they've got an all-new platform that makes what they offer even better. They're offering a free 30-day trial to the Productive Woman listeners who sign up by going to freshbooks.com woman, and those of you who are freelancers or running a small business, working for yourself, and wanting to collaborate collect that money and manage it, you owe it to yourselves to check it out. It has been redesigned from the ground up, custom built for exactly the way you work. So get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, more organized, and most importantly, get paid quickly. The thing that you should be aware of, I guess, really pay attention to is that getting started on FreshBooks is extremely simple, even if you're not a numbers person. I definitely am not, and I just find it very intuitive, very easy to use. It's not only just incredibly easy to use, but it's packed full of powerful features that will help you manage the money side of your business. So you can set yourself up to receive online payments with just a couple of clicks, and that will get you paid up to four days faster than if you were mailing out invoices. It lets you create and send professional looking invoices in just seconds. Customized with your business's logo and colors. So it represents you well when you send these out to your customers. It monitors the invoices as they go out. It lets you see if your client has received and opened the invoice. So you don't have to wonder if it got through to them. And it will send automated late notices or past due notices if necessary. So it avoids the need for those uncomfortable conversations. FreshBooks includes time tracking. So if you run a business that involves you keeping track of your time that you bill your clients based on the time that you spend on a project, FreshBooks has you covered there. The dashboard that they have set up in FreshBooks is just really useful for a busy business owner. It lets you see at a glance how your business is doing. You can see what your income has been, your expenses, what invoices have been sent and have been paid or deposits have been collected. All of that is there at a glance. And FreshBooks includes a really good app for your smartphone that lets you kind of manage your money, your finances, the invoicing and so on 
right from your smartphone, but also has a feature that lets you take a picture of receipts when you're out and about. So you don't lose them. You've got them all collected in one place, which makes it easier to track them, keep track of them and claim your expenses when it comes time to do your taxes. It's just generally a really great service and one certainly worth checking out. I know that I love it and I think you might enjoy what it can do for you as well. FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to the Productive Woman listeners. So all you need to do to claim it is just go to freshbooks.com woman and be sure to enter the Productive Woman in their How Did You Hear About Us section. Check it out and let me know what you think. I'd be interested in your reaction. I hope you like it as much as I do. All right, so getting into our topic this week, recently we did a Dream to Done mini-series, looking through the process of turning dreams into actionable goals and then accomplishing them. So in episode 125, we talked about some of the things that hold us back from pursuing our dreams and how we can get past those, those obstacles. In episode 126, we talked about the difference between dreams and goals and how to turn a dream into a goal that you can actually take action on. In episode 127, we looked at what to do once we've created that goal, how to make the time in our schedule to take action, and how to keep ourselves motivated to keep going until we've completed it. And then in episode 129, we kind of walked through that process, how to apply it to a couple of different examples that I hope were helpful to you. So some of the topics in the Dream to Done mini-series triggered some really interesting conversations in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group about how to actually apply it, how to do this. And a couple of the questions came up in terms of how to manage a project, specifically how to break it down into its component parts that, and so that we can actually take action on them, how to manage all those parts, and how to just get the stuff done. So I wanted to follow up the series in answering some of these questions that came up, which I thought were really great questions, and I appreciate the women who have been participating in those conversations in the Facebook group. If you're not there, join us. Go to theproductivewoman.com slash group and click on the join button, and we'd love to see you there. So one of the things that came up several times, and I just touched on it during the series, is the difference between a project and a goal. And there's some confusion, I think, about this. And it seems to be one of the biggest reasons why things stay on our to-do list for long periods of time with no action taken on them, why they're continually being migrated forward in our bullet journals or they just sit there in our, in our digital task manager. So I wanted to spend a little bit of time. I think this might be a little bit shorter episode and, but I wanted to spend some time just kind of talking through this, the way that I think of the difference between a project and a task. And the things on your to-do list should be tasks. Okay. So the simplest way for me to envision it is that a task is something that can be done in a single session at a single location and usually with a single set of resources. It's not about how long it takes because, you know, I suppose it's possible that a single task might actually take enough time that it has to be done in more than one session. It sort of depends on your schedule. But generally, 
a task is something you can do in one session, whether that session is five minutes or, you know, three hours, it depends on the kind of task that it is. A project, on the other hand, is something that involves more than one task. It might be a mini project, but if it involves more than one task, whether it's multiple time sessions, multiple locations, etc., then it's a project, not a task. And very often, the, as I said, the reason something sits on our to-do list is we've, we're thinking of it as a task, but it's really a project. And our mind recognizes that it, it's not a task that can actually be done, that, and we need to break it down into the pieces. One example, um, Emily in the Facebook group gave a really good example. She's preparing for a new baby, and she had had get the crib ready on her to-do list as a, as a task, but she says it's really a project because it has several tasks that make it up, and she listed them in the Facebook her Facebook comment. Buy the crib, assemble the crib, buy the mattress, buy the sheets, wash the sheets, put the sheets on the mattress. And I thought this was a great example because if you put get the crib ready on your to-do list, you're not going to be able to check it off, you know, in one session if you don't have a crib. You know, the, her her list assumes that you don't yet have a crib. And so she lists out the various pieces and you could actually break it down even more. If you don't yet own a crib and you're getting ready for a baby, maybe you need to research the crib options look at the different styles, colors, prices, the stores that sell them and that sort of thing. So maybe that's the first thing you need to do. Then you need to decide which one you want, which that might involve a task of having a discussion with your husband if he has any input on that, uh, you know, on the choice of the crib. Uh, schedule a trip to the store to buy the crib that you've, once you've identified which one you want or, you know, order it online. Those are all tasks that can be done one piece at a time. Okay. Assembling the crib, obviously it should be that that's a task unless you don't have all the parts. And so maybe you need to add a task before that of going to the hardware store to get the bolts that you need or something like that. But the point is to understand the difference between a task and a project, a project is comprised of more than one task. There are other things that often show up on our to-do list that are not tasks. Clean the basement is not a task, okay? That's a project, and it'll have multiple pieces depending on what's in your basement. <laughs> Find a new job is not a task. It's a project, and we talked about that a little bit as an example in uh, episode 129, I think it was. Write a book is not a task, and so putting write a book, write your book is on, on your to-do list is a recipe for it to sit there for a very long time. There are lots of pieces to writing a book. There's, uh, you know, lots of different steps you have to take. Host Thanksgiving dinner for the family. That's not a, that's not a task. That's a project. And there are a whole bunch of pieces, choosing the menu, you know, uh, finding the recipes that you like for the different items, all, all those different things, getting your table linens together. Those are different tasks, but that host Thanksgiving dinner is a project. Throw a baby shower for your sister. That's not a task. It shouldn't be on your to-do list as a task. That's a project. Christmas shopping is not a task. <laughs> it's a project. Write the annual report for your job is a project. Hire a new assistant is a project. 
those are all things that have a number of different tasks that make them up and putting them on your to-do list in that form without breaking them down it down into the pieces for many of us is going to create a resistance that will mean we don't get it done we just keep procrastinating so if a task has been on your to-do list for a long time without action and you just keep moving it forward maybe it's time to look at why. Why why does it stay there? Why are you not taking action? Maybe it's because it's just really not important to you and you put it on there because you thought you should or, you know, some other reason other than it's something you really are committed to getting done. In that case, maybe you just need to give yourself permission to delete it from your task list and move on. But maybe it sits there unacted upon because it's actually a project or a mini project and your brain is just resisting it because it sees it as too much. And then the problem is then you feel bad for not making progress and it's just this continual aggravation in the back of your mind of why can't I get this thing done? The answer is to break it down even more into smaller pieces that you can do in 15 minutes or, or 10 or 5 minutes or whatever. As a simple example, sorry guys, but this, this is a girl thing. I need to schedule a mammogram. Now, that is not my favorite experience, so there's resistance there anyway. It's not that I actually want to get it done, but I have a why for it. I, I want to be healthy, and, and I'm at an age where it's important to get this done. So having get a mammogram on my to-do list, and uh, it's going to sit there and never get done because there's resistance for it. So the answer is to break it down into even smaller components. And so for this one, the tasks might be look up the phone number and then look at my calendar and decide what week is best to schedule it. Then call the clinic to schedule it. It seems like a silly little thing. Why can't you just write, get a mammogram on the list and move on, you know, and, and do it? Well, because maybe every time I look at my to-do list and I see it there, I think, oh, I need to do that. But, oh, I got to go find the phone number and oh, I'll do it some other time. And you move on. So you want to make it as simple as possible to get started. We've talked about this in past episodes that, that the hardest part of any project of any task is just getting started. And so if you've got something, especially if you've got something that's been sitting on your to-do list forever, you haven't done it, you want to make it as easy to get started as possible. So for me, if the thought that occurs every time I see that, aside from, oh, I don't want to do that, is, oh, I'm okay, I need to look up the phone number. I don't feel like doing that or I don't want to take the time. Then look up the phone number as the first task. All right. That helps overcome the resistance because I'm not going to do this thing, you know, the big thing. All I'm going to do is pull out my phone and find the phone number. Two minutes or less and it's done. And I've made some progress and I can check something off my to-do list. Now, the fact is with this example, probably since I've got the phone number out, I'll, I might as well call them. But, and so I may actually get the whole thing done pretty quickly, but it happens because I have overcome that resistance by making it really easy to get started. Another example might be, uh, organize the family photos. That is definitely a project and it's got lots of little pieces. Um, you know, you, you got to gather all the photos from everywhere and that 
frankly, that could be a mini project in and of itself. You could break it down more. Maybe, maybe I'm going to gather all the paper photos from each room of the house. Depends on how many photos you have. Another task would be to go through my folders on my computer and find all the photos that are scattered around and move them all into a single photo. Maybe uh, another task is to get all the photos off my phone and into the computer and then go to my husband, get his phone and get the photos from there. So you can see how you just gather all the photos is a, could be a mini project that you're going to resist. But if you break it down into the little pieces, I don't have time to gather all the photos today, but I could take uh, five minutes and transfer all the photos off my phone into my computer. If I think you get what I'm getting at there. Other steps or tasks that that have to be done to complete the project of organizing the family photos would be to decide what categories you want to sort them into. And, and, and that's an important thing, I guess, that illustrates a point that sometimes the first step that needs to be taken is to make a decision. And so it's okay to put on your list, decide what I want to do about X. Okay. And so in this case, maybe the step is decide what categories I'm going to sort the photos into, whether I want to do it by the years, by subject matter, by the people, whatever categories you might want to do. Then the next step would be to start sorting them into those categories, decide how or where you want to store, display them, and then schedule times to work on the project, because this is a project that these tasks are going to be done over a period of time. Another example is do your taxes. This came up in the Facebook group conversation. A couple of different people brought that up as a project that they they don't make progress on, that they, that's hard to get organized. It is definitely a project. So don't write do my taxes on your to-do list because every time you see that, your mind's going to go, oh, no, that is, I can't do that. I can't do my taxes because there are a whole lot of little steps that have to be completed. So break it down. Maybe the first step is to gather your receipts. And again, this might need to be broken down even smaller. Maybe task one is I'm going to gather my paper receipts from, you know, my purse or wherever I keep them in my desk drawer. Another task is to get the receipts from my husband. Another task is to assemble all the electronic receipts from the emails that I've gotten over time. And uh, let me just say as a side thing, maybe while it's on your mind, one of the tasks that you would put on your to-do list for this project would be to set up a system for collecting your receipts for next year. So maybe it won't be so overwhelming. I, um, I send all my electronic receipts into Evernote and I tag them for the year that they are. So all any receipts or invoices or anything related to taxes, uh, that, that I get during this 2017 will be tagged with 2017 taxes so that at the end of the year, I click one button and I have all of my receipts in one place gathered and it takes seconds. So just a thought. Other steps or tasks that need to be done to complete the project of doing your taxes and would be maybe to get the forms that have to be submitted. And then the next task is to complete the forms. 
and maybe you have some schedules to complete. I don't do our taxes, so I'm, I'm just kind of making this up, but you get the idea. Maybe then once you've got them all completed, you've got to get your spouse's signature on the forms and then you have to submit them, but you break the project down into whatever the small steps are. That's the idea to, to identify and, and maybe if you've got a task, you know, a project that's been on your list masquerading as a task, maybe the first step is to put a task on there to come up, brainstorm the list of tasks. Okay. That's your entry into this project. But the idea is to identify the very next small action you can actually take. And that is a task. The longer something's been on your to-do list without action, the more resistance you have. And so the more you need to break it down to overcome that resistance and find the smallest action you can take in just a couple of minutes. So there's no excuse not to do it. And again, maybe that smallest task is I'm going to, you know, make this the, the task under the project of whatever this thing is to brainstorm the list of tasks. What are the tasks, the things that have to be done in order for this project to be completed? As I said before, as we've talked about before, the hardest part of any project or any task is just getting started. And so the point of this exercise is to make it easy to start. Even go ridiculously small steps, you know, like my mammogram example, just all I'm going to do is look up the phone number. The thing is, once you've created that list of small steps, you get a certain amount of satisfaction from finally crossing something, however small, off your list. And that can motivate you to take the next small step and the next one and thereby create that momentum that will get you across the finish line to complete the project that was masquerading as a task and get that satisfaction of calling it done. So that's, uh, you know, that's kind of, I hope that's helpful. I mean, check, uh, what I would say is check your to-do list and ask yourself, are there any tasks lurking there that might actually be projects in disguise? And can you spend 15 minutes or less and break it down into the smallest, smallest possible tasks that you can do? Do you have, have any questions about this process? Is there a, a goal that you'd like to apply it to or, or something that's been on your list and you're not sure how to break it down? I would love it if you'd share those with me. Maybe I can help or the people in the community on the Facebook page or Facebook group can help. Share your questions or your thoughts in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you'll find at theproductivewoman.com slash 130. Or post that comment or question in the Facebook group and, you know, let us weigh in on maybe we can see how to break it down, what the steps might be if, if you're having a hard time identifying that. I'd love to have you in the group anyway. If you'd like to share your thoughts with me privately, you can always email those questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and I would love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the others, I would appreciate your help in spreading the word. Tell your friends about The Productive Woman and show them how to subscribe. Show them how to join the Facebook group and come and be part of the conversation. I would love to get to know them. 
one of the things, the dreams that I have or the goals that I've been working on uh, this for this year and, and the coming months is finding new ways to serve you. Uh, to serve the the people in the community that have built has built up around the productive woman and i i love doing the podcast i like sharing my thoughts but it's such a one way conversation that's part of the reason i love the facebook group so much because it can make it more of a two way or multiple way uh, conversation that lots of people can participate in but I also want to find ways to work with you or help you serve, serve your needs more directly. And so there are a couple of ways that I've come up with to do that. I mean, I'm thinking, always thinking of new ways. One of these days I'd love to host a productive woman planning retreat uh, where we get together and maybe work on describing our goals and coming up with action plans. But right now there are a couple of different ways. I've mentioned that I'm available for a, a limited number of speaking opportunities this year. So if you have a retreat coming up or a women's group that meets or a business team that needs some help in uh, goal setting or productivity kinds of things, anywhere where a conversation about productivity, making a life that matters, those kinds of things that we talk about on the show where that could add some value. I'd love to talk with you about how I can maybe do that. So you can shoot me an email at feedback at the productive woman.com and let me know what you have in mind and see if we can uh, work out something that in a way that I can help. Obviously, we have the Productive Woman Mastermind Groups, and I love these. These are small groups of women. I don't accept more than five women in each group. And we meet weekly for 12 weeks through video conferencing to support and encourage the members of the group in pursuing their own goals and making a life that matters in however they define it. There's lots of information about that. On the work with me page on the website, you can go to the productivewoman.com slash mastermind and you'll find that information, some audio testimonials of women who've participated in the groups and what they got out of it. And then there's a link to a short online uh, application for the upcoming groups. The, the winter groups, as I'm recording this, are about halfway through the 12 week session. As you're listening to this, I am starting to assemble uh, the groups for the next session, the spring session, and I'd love to have you consider being a part of it. I think you, you might find what you're looking for there in terms of encouragement, support, accountability to accomplish the things that matter to you. So check that out. And if you'd like a more personal one-on-one help in uh, working through the process of setting and achieving your own goals and making a life that matters, I, I am starting to work one-on-one -on -one with some listeners. And so consider scheduling a one-on-one -on -one session with me. This is a new service I'm offering in addition to the mastermind groups. I don't have a lot of information yet on the website about that. Uh, it may be there by the time you listen to this, but I will be updating the work with me page soon to add information about how to work with me one-on-one. -on -one. But in the meantime, if it's not there, if you'd like information about the options and the pricing, you can email me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and we'll see if uh, I can maybe be of value to you. 
Other than that, remember to check out our sponsor, French Fresh Books, and take advantage of their special offer of a free 30-day unrestricted trial of their outstanding cloud accounting service. Visit freshbooks.com slash woman. Be sure to enter the productive woman in their how did you hear about us section. And thank you so much to Fresh Books for supporting the productive woman. And that is it for this somewhat shorter episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me. I hope you found something in it that is helpful or encouraging to you. I look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.